Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Standing and a two run double for Joey Votto. The Reds on top six to five. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome to Late Night Reds Talk Live. Uh, joined today with Carlos. Tim is uh, taking the week off, so Carlos is. Uh, uh, graciously agreed to join us. Um, we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Reds, the Cincinnati Reds who just defeated the World Series champion Dodgers. Um, I say that not as just a plug for that, but because uh, if you watch the Dodgers broadcast, literally every time they come on air, they say the world champion Dodgers. So I feel like needed to make sure I uh, mention that. But big series win for the Reds um, after, of course, losing seven straight, getting swept by the Diamondbacks, getting swept by the Cardinals. Uh, the Reds rebounded with wins on Monday and Tuesday, two hard-fought close wins, um, performances up and down the board um, um, from different guys. Everyone contributed. Um, lost the getaway game today, but but no shame in that. Sonny Gray pitched well. Um, Clayton Kershaw was was Clayton Kershaw today. and uh, uh, So, yeah, the Reds have felt a little better, 11-13 and 13 at the moment. Brewers lost earlier today as well, so the Reds remain three games back um, in a jammed pack, crowded NL Central. So, Carlos, how are we feeling about the Reds? Are we feeling a little better than last week? Definitely feeling better than last week. Uh, it always stinks to lose the getaway the getaway uh, game. Playing rides a little quieter for the first couple of minutes, but they got an off day tomorrow, so they'll pick it up. They'll be all right. Yeah, I, I imagine, you know, they, they understand, you know, um, how how difficult it is to go into Dodger Stadium and um, win two games. I've been a Reds fan a long time. It doesn't happen very often where the Reds win a series there. Um, and uh, the Dodgers, uh, they lost the game on Sunday to San Diego. It was their first three-game losing streak since 2019. So it just kind of speaks to... Um, you know, hey, winning two games against the Dodgers is is a big deal. Um, we're just to celebrate that, and uh, now they'll get to come back home where the offense has been out of this world. Um, so we'll see if they can keep up. Got a big series against the Cubs, a Cubs team that is reeling. They are down eight nothing to Atlanta at the moment. They are ten and thirteen, um, uh, alone in last place. Um, big series this weekend. <sighs> <laughs> big series this weekend, a chance for the Reds to um, hopefully maybe bury the Cubs a little bit. I know it's, I know it's super early, but you'd love to see them um, um, buried a little bit. So uh, let's let's start, Carlos, let's talk about uh, the 
the, the series with the Dodgers. What was maybe your your biggest takeaway from that series? Um, the bullpen, you know, they came up pretty big, uh, especially last night. That was nice. It was good to see that. Um, you know, today's game was was rough. I got out of hand. Seeing Amir out there throwing, um, you know, it was positive. He had a good outing. Hopefully, he can he can bounce from that. Um, I mean, leadoff hitters. How about those guys? Those guys. I mean, who, who was the first one? Was it Blandino the first game? Yeah, I think it was Blandino, Winker, yeah. then Sinzel. Yeah, I mean, shoot, those guys were rolling. Leadoff hitters did a great job getting on, setting the tone. I mean, it was it's a great series. Anytime, like you said, anytime you can take two out of three, um, playing with house money today, it would have been nice. But after about the second inning, I knew I knew the Red Legs were in trouble. Yeah, yeah. It just Kershaw was on, and you tip your cat, and you you move on yeah. to uh, to Friday. Yeah, definitely the bullpen. I want to. We'll talk more about the bullpen um, a little later on, uh, but want to want to jump into to Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. Um, these two guys have just been incredible so far to start the year. I tweeted out earlier today. Um, they are both in the top three in the National League in um, wins above replacement, and you know that may not seem like a big deal, but what I pointed out was. Both of those guys throughout their career have been heavily penalized by wins above replacement, fair or not, because of their defense. So seeing them two and three, they already have a, a, a learning curve um, built into that 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 war equation because of their their defensive deficiencies. But um, man, those guys are just both tearing the cover off the ball. Um, Winker's been a little hotter lately, but 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 Cassianos has been just steady all year. Um, uh, he's, he's approaching a hundred plate appearances now. So, um, you know, it's, it's a little farther than last year when he got off to a hot, hot start, but kind of tailed off. Um, he's taking this a lot deeper. Um, Carlos, do you think those two guys are the, are the, the real deal here in 2021? I do. I, I mean, I really didn't follow Nick, um, before last year. Um, but you know, I was really impressed with his, with his approach, um, and great swing, I mean, great low ball hitter. Um, I love the energy that he brings to, to the team. You know, he's – I love him in the two-hole. Um, I mean, my ideal lineup is, is Winker leading off and, and him, Castellanos, batting, batting in the two-hole. And it's just – it's been fun to watch. I mean, every A-B, you're kind of – you stand up a little bit. You sit up in your chair a little bit. Um, waiting for something special to happen with both those guys up the way that they're swinging it right now. Yeah, I, I love I love uh, against right-handed pitchers especially. I love Winker Cassiano's one two. Um, I, I love that the um, uh, when you get into later situations, it it it's going to allow Cassiano's to get some at bats against left-handed pitching, which he just absolutely destroys. Legitimately, right. he's been he's been better than Mike Trout against left-handed pitching the last couple of years. That's how good he has been. Um, um, so yeah, I, I love them at the top. I I've always been a huge huge fan of putting a lot of pressure on the starting pitcher in the first inning. Because how many times? How many guys do we see? Well, this guy really struggles in the first inning. You know, 
This, you know, this guy's ERA is 4.5 in the first inning, and then he settles in. You know, we see that over and over again. Um, if you can get to that, we get to that pitcher early. Um, I just, I think it's huge. I love, I love putting putting pressure on them right away, and uh, those two guys certainly uh, are putting a lot of pressure on them. Um, so, so we'll see here um, um, if they can keep up. I mean, I don't think either guy is is um, um, a legitimate, uh, you know, over a thousand OPS guy. Um, but I, I, I think Winker, Winker, maybe Winker, maybe he might be able to, to push it. I think Cassianos, you know, his ceiling's probably around 900, but you know, last year was 784. So, you know, that, that's a, that'd be a pretty big boost to this team. Um, um, if he can, you know, get anywhere around that and, uh, just, just really lengthen the lineup. Um, wanted to talk about Winker, um, it, Carlos, am I crazy? I know I said the other day. Am I am I nuts? Please feel free to put me in my place. That that Jesse Winker, just the way he seems to be seeing the ball, um, some of the pitches that he is is doing damage with, um, some of his plate discipline, he kind of has some similarities to an early Joey Votto. Am I nuts, or or do you see maybe a little bit there? I mean. At first, I thought you were nuts. I thought it was blasphemy, and then I, I don't re- I don't remember who it was, but they tweeted out their you know their early stats through maybe what was it like eleven hundred abs or maybe a little bit yeah. more than that, and they were pretty damn close. I couldn't believe it, and I was like, "Holy cow!" Yeah, I mean, and the the one thing that you know to to our our, our hero Joey's uh, uh, credit is Joey also didn't platoon nearly as much in his early um, playing days. He, he played every day against left-handed pitching. Right. So Winker's numbers might be a little bit, you know, um, um, inflated. They're not taking it away from him. But, but yeah, yeah, I'd like to the, – I'd like to see Go the ahead, splits of, of just right-handers in those in those um, early same amount of games because you know Joey hit the ball really well against left-handers early in his career, like really well. Um, so I mean that just means you know Winker's stats have to be through the roof against right-handers compared to Joey's back then. Yeah, because uh, you know Winker still has a below seven hundred career OPS against left-handed pitching. I know he's he's made some some strides the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, <laughs> Joey Votto against right-handed pitching, um, uh, 2007, thousand OPS, 2009, thousand OPS, 2010, 1115. Are you Ooh. kidding me? Ooh. Um, um, and, and you know what, actually Carlos, his first, his first 2007, I mean, this was like 27 plate appearances, but it was only a 642 OPS. 2008 was 862. 2009 was 931. This is probably the shocker to me. And in 2010, the MVP season, he was 863. Um, now, that's still really, really good for a left-handed batter. Let's not like yeah. like, like slouch on that. But, you know, that's uh, about 100 points lower than, you know, what Winker hits against right-handed pitching. And um, that's about like almost 250 points lower than he did against right-handed pitching. So, I do think I'm just saying I think those numbers might be a little bit inflated just because you know Winker yeah. has has had a, has had better matchups um, and, and he's even been taken out of the game a lot to where he hasn't been facing some of these elite relievers late in the game 
um, um, as well. But but still, nonetheless, I, I just I can't be um, more happy with what Jesse Weaker has done. Yeah, um, I mean, you can even you know play devil's advocate here. You could pick that apart and be like, you know, Weaker's faced better pitching than Joey did back then. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't have. Uh, Five Cardinals throwing 100 miles an hour out of the bullpen. Mm-mm. You um, had old, you had old Carlos coming out of the bullpen humming 89, <laughs> <laughs> Um Troy has a question. Sorry, Troy. I, I just 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 saw it here. Um, it's a really good question, um, um, and it was something we were definitely going to get to. We'll just go ahead and jump right into it because uh, I want to make sure I answer Troy's question. Troy says, "Is TJ Antone for real?" Um, um, that's a loaded question. Um, it's a good one, but it's loaded. Um, Carlos, is, I'm sure you, you would have much better analysis of his, you know, mechanics and all that. I would say everything I've seen from TJ Antone screams he's for real. Um, um, you know, I would caution people to pump the brakes a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, you know, you don't have to slam the brakes, but just, you know, maybe, maybe cap them. Um, you know, he, he only has like four career starts. Um, TJ Antone, as good and as talented as he is, he is going to slump at some point, like every pitcher. Um, so when that happens, we don't need to freak out. That's why I'm saying that, you know, he, he's gonna, when, when people get more, more film and more, um, you know, plate appearances against him, they see him again. They're they're gonna find some stuff, um, um, but yeah, everything I've seen is for real. Um, Carlos, I want your opinion. Then we'll jump to we'll talk about his usage. Uh, what what do you think about Anton? Do you think he's for real? I think he is. I I think he's still you know kind of figuring things out. He's still very young at the big league level. Um, and and you're right about you know he's gonna hit a little stretch because I mean if he keeps throwing out of the bullpen. You know, and we start playing these division games that they mean more and more and more the longer that we go in the season. I mean, he's going to be throwing two days in a row, off two days in a row, mm-hmm. off three days in a row. I mean, that takes a toll on a reliever's arm. And so he's going to go through a dead arm phase, and pitches are going to flatten out, and it's just, you know, how well can he battle through those through that time? And that's that's what makes a – uh, an all-star type season is if you can battle through through those uh, obstacles whenever you don't have your best stuff. But he's got so many pitches um, that move all sorts of ways that, you know, I can't even imagine. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan. I know early on I wanted him in, in the starting rotation, but now I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said this last week, I hate to make a move out of desperation. Um, um, you know, I hate to have say we gotta put this guy in the bullpen because our bullpen's garbage, and we we you know we just have to. I, I don't like that, but at the same time, <laughs> I mean, where would the Reds be right now without TJ Antone in the bullpen? Like, yeah. like say TJ Antone starts instead of Jeff Hoffman. Now I know Jeff Hoffman might be a bad example because Hoffman has actually pitched pretty well to start. Um, um, at least with the actual results, maybe not the, the, the peripheral numbers, but, but if he starts those games, I mean, you know, that's not going to equate to any more wins Would the Reds have won that game on Monday night without TJ Antone. I don't think so. Um, right. um I, I don't think they're going to, you know, sneak that many innings um, without, a, you know, without allowing a run. So, 
uh, I'd like to see Antone get a chance to start at some point, but the way the Reds are using him, and I know he's not going to always just come out and pitch three innings in relief, but if he's a multi-inning reliever, it's a little different than, I think, the Aroldis Chapman situation where you turned a guy with with all the talent in the world um, into a one-inning pitcher that only pitched in the ninth inning, and some of those appearances were against the seven, eight, nine hitters in the lineup, you know, just because of where it was. So I feel like it's a little bit different of a situation than that. Um, I think for right now, I think the Reds should, should keep Antoine where he's at. I think it probably protects him a little bit longer too from, from maybe those slumps where, you know, you're not, not having hitters see him three times in a game and kind of makes him more of a, a little bit more of a novelty in a way, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, um, but, but yeah, I, I like the, what I, I like the way they're using him. I like, I love the way David Bell is using him. Um, I love that, um, Lucas Sims, I guess is the closer, but Lucas Sims came in in the seventh inning or, or maybe it was the sixth. I think maybe it was the sixth inning, um, on Monday and he had Antone go, go last. And I like that because Antone going, had the longer, has probably the ability to go longer than Sims. So, um, it, it gave you that. That, that wiggle room at the end of the game. So what, what do you think about, about Anto's usage? And then, Carlos, maybe even your thoughts a little bit on David Bell's usage altogether. Um, I, I think David Bell's done really, really good. There's been a couple of maybe questionable hindsight moves that he's made at, at, with the bullpen. Um, but, I mean, Anton, he's been, he's been used well. Um, I mean, if, if he's used as a starter – Say he's got you know a bad inning or two innings and he gives up three or four runs, and we're not going to see him again for five days. Yeah, right now, you know, because he's still he's still learning out there. Whenever he goes to start, he'll still be still be learning on how to go through a lineup two times, maybe entering the third time through. Right now, he's just out there max effort, letting it eat, and we get to see him you know multiple times a week, which is right now. Let's, we're getting the best out of, of usage that we can. And I mean, David Bell's doing a, doing a great job using him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Anto's ceiling, I'm sure is a lot, you know, higher ERA wise as a reliever. Like, I don't know, maybe his ceilings, maybe like a 1.5 as a reliever. If, if everything goes well and some of that's luck involved, we know that. Yeah. Um, but as a, as a starter, his, his ceilings probably what, maybe a f- 3.5, you know, like, I mean, yeah. so, so yeah, you're getting more, you're getting a little bit less innings, but you're getting more quality, innings, I think. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, Carlos, I know you, you texted me the other day, you know, the thing that I think people have to remember is David Bell can only manage with the, the players he had. You, you brought that point up to me. And it's, I think it's a great point. Like, you look at this bullpen, it's not like David Bell was just given the, you know, the greatest bullpen to, to manage. Um, I think he's done a, a good job. I love that, that on, on Monday he went for it. Um, I didn't love the Garrett move, but again, he was trying to sneak one left-handed batter. Um, I mean, Garrett, like if, if that's the batter he should be able to get out if he gets anyone out. I mean, it is a left-handed batter, one batter situation. So, I, other than that, I, I really haven't seen anything that I really fault him with. Um, um, and then, 
the bullpen as a whole, um, I mean, obviously, after you have a couple good games, it feels better. It doesn't feel as volatile. It, it's probably somewhere in the middle where it's 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 certainly not as bad as it looked last week, but it's not as good as it feels today. It's probably somewhere where in the middle. Um, but Hendricks has looked pretty solid. Definitely has the talent. Yeah. Just you know, with all these young pitchers, can they throw strikes at the big league level? Um, um, Heath Hembry, you know, pitched 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 well in his his couple appearances. Um, the guy. The the sneaky guy I've been most impressed with is Carson Fulmer. Um, he has pitched very, very well. He's been a guy that has never been able to throw strikes, and for some reason he's the only Reds reliever that can throw strikes. Um, um, still very early, but um, I, I definitely like the early returns on on him. And, you know, man, hopefully he's that next Derek Johnson, you know, project from the, the rubble. Um, um, that he's turned into a, a, a decent, you know, quality reliever, kind of like almost what he did with Robert Stevenson. I kind of feel like they were kind of the same pitcher, you know, had a lot of talent, um, had had just couldn't ever throw strikes. I don't know what Derek Johnson's done to make him throw strikes. Uh, you know, uh, maybe nothing. Maybe it's just you know dumb luck. But he's done something that maybe make him more confident or something like that. And uh, yeah, maybe he's the next the next next reclamation project. Yeah. I mean, perfect world. If we had, you know, if they had Lorenzen out there taking, you know, taking that TJ Antone row out of the bullpen and then Antone could be starting, that would be great. You know, and, you know, talking about David Bell with the, with the cards he's dealt, you know, his number two, number three reliever is kind of not an option right now. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's hard. It's hard for him. You know, he doesn't have, uh, you know, get us to the sixth inning and we're covered type of bullpen. It, it's going to be a battle every single time out there. You know, and Sims has been, has been great. Um, but there's been times where he's battled. He's got a couple of guys on and he's, and he's, he's got out of it, but it, nothing other than, you know, last night's game where those relievers, you know, had a good seven, eight, nine. Um, has been that easy. It's been a battle, and you know, again, I can't say it enough. I feel David has done a really, really, really good job um, utilizing his bullpen today. I think I might have gone. I don't even know if Sims was available. Um, I probably would have threw him in the eighth inning or Anton if he was available, just knowing that we had, you know, what was it, three, four, five up and only down two runs. In, in a day off. With, with an off day. Yeah, yeah, with an off day. Yeah. Usually that's how it's run. So maybe, you know, maybe David was – maybe he, he knew something that we didn't. You know, like we're not going to use you unless, you know, unless we absolutely have to or if we have the lead. Because that's made – that decision is made before the game starts. And the pitchers know it too. Yeah. Yeah, that's – and, and, I mean, you know, David Bell might be looking, hey, I got the Cubs for three games. This is a division team. Those games do count more because it's a division opponent. Um, I'm not using those guys unless I have a lead. I want every ounce of energy I have for them for this weekend, you know, unless it's yeah. to, to preserve a lead. So, yeah, I can't really fault him for that. Um, I think Sal Romano probably saw his, his – um, last day in the, the, the Reds' current bullpen. He'll probably find a way to stick on this roster. I, I can't believe 
And, and to his credit, I mean, no, 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 no fault of his. I can't believe how he's just somehow remained on the Reds after being DFA'd. Like, I feel like it's been multiple times. Um, he just he keeps hanging around. Um, didn't want to get to Garrett. You know, Bell's in a really tough spot with Garrett. Um, yeah. You can't send him to AAA. Not that I don't really think you even should yet. I mean, I think he's pitched, what, five, 6.2 innings now? Um, but there's there's nowhere to hide, you know? Like, you can't – there's nowhere to hide with him. Um, he's going to have to pitch. You know, you, you have to – in today's game, you have to use pretty much every reliever on your roster. You don't have guys just sitting there – uh, collecting service time <laughs> anymore. You know, you used to use pretty much every one of these guys, especially in 2021 coming off the, the pandemic season where, you know, guys didn't pitch as deep into the year. You, you have to protect these guys. So um, good first step today from Garrett. Um, um, he's still allowed, you know, some pretty good contact, um, but he, I, he didn't, he didn't walk a guy. Did no. He? My kids were kind of nuts at, at that point in the the game. It was uh, they were ready for the Reds game to be over. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's hey, he didn't walk a guy. I mean that's a that's a great first step um, for a guy who's just had a you know just a terrible time with control. Um, so so hopefully you know had to put a little confidence. Um, but I did have a, a question for you, Carlos, about about Garrett. Um, one of the interesting things, and not really interesting, it's it's pathetic, but you know, Garrett struggled. Garrett knows he struggled. Um, everyone knows he struggled, but for some reason, I, I don't uh, never understood why humans feel they need to tweet at other professional athletes and tell them how much they suck and how worthless they are, and I hope they get hurt and all these other garbage things. So, Garrett deactivated his account. Um, I guess in the middle of the night on Monday, I don't know. I woke up Tuesday morning and someone had tweeted that he deactivated his account, which honestly, I, I don't blame him. And, you know, I saw some people say, Oh, that's kind of thin skinned. Well, you know, he's probably like, you know what? I don't need this in my life. I want to focus on pitching for your favorite baseball team. Um, how, Carlos, how do you think you would handle social media in it, it, today? And I know when you came up, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't, as, as like prevalent as it is now, how w- would you have a Twitter account? And if so, how would you handle, you know, some of the, the negativity? Um, I don't think I would be able to have one. I'd yeah. like to, I'd like to think that I could, but I don't think that I would be able to because I would want to know what people are saying about me. Yeah. You know, I've seen where other professional athletes have kind of like used that for fuel um, in a way, I think I might be able to do that too, but you know, there's, there would be a night where you would get pissed off and start firing back. And then next thing you know, you're getting yourself in trouble. So I don't yeah. think I would be able to do it. Um, you know, a lot of the athletes, they like turn off their notifications and they have the willpower, um, to not check them, to not search their name and see what people are saying. They just use it to, you know, randomly tweet something out about, you know, a different sport or whatever it may be, but I don't, I don't think I could be that guy. I, I think I would have to delay off until I was done playing because I'm, I mean, I, I would fire back. Um, I don't blame, <laughs> I don't, I don't blame uh, Garrett for doing it, but to me, it does, it does say something a little bit about him, you know, that 
I don't want to say that you can dish it, but you can't take it. But I mean, I'll be, I'll be kind of upset if he gets back on once he starts pitching. Well, I say that. <laughs> yeah. And, and we that's, don't know. that's not, yeah. And, it might be the best know. thing for him. Yeah. And we don't know too. I mean, he could have gotten some tweet that, that was deleted that we didn't even see that just was so volatile, hmm. you know, where mm-hmm. it completely, you know, it, it doesn't go in, you know, thin skin, thick skin, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's silly that, that people go, well, just don't check it. Come on. You're a human. I mean, you, would, you would, you would check it. I mean, come on, you know, it's, it's checks. Yeah. I write no. silly things about baseball and I want to see what people are saying, you know, like, I, come on. Everybody, every pro athlete, like, I don't care. Derek Jeter says he never checked it. Bullshit. (laughs) There's no way around it in New York. You hear it, you see it, like, anywhere. Everybody checks. Everybody says they don't. Everybody checks. They want to know. But, I mean, it's it's a tough deal. I mean, fans think it's it's another way to get closer that they just want a reaction because – if, you know, some guy was being really shitty towards Amir or something like that, and Amir fired back, hey, man, you know, says something nice to him. Oh, hey, man, sorry, I, I didn't mean that. I know you were going to see it. Good luck the rest of the year. Like, <laughs> Please sign my baseball. You know, <laughs> hey, man, why don't you come out for a game and, and uh, I'll get you seats. Oh, really? Cool. He's his biggest fan. I'm like, it's, it's, it's such – I mean – that's annoying. That's dumb. And, yeah. you know, I, I had been guilty of it in the past on other sports of like, I don't know if I ever like added someone doing it, but, you know, I think I've kind of grown a little bit to where I'm not going to bash somebody. I, I mean, I know how hard it is um, to compete at that level. It's it's really hard to get there, and it's even harder to stay there. So he's got some stuff that he needs to work through. My Like I, I tweeted out earlier, in my personal opinion – I didn't think it was a good outing. You don't apologize for zeros. You get, you take them and you get out of there, you know, but you know, his stuff is still flat. His fastball isn't moving. It's straight as an arrow. Um, he, in my opinion, I think they need to put him on the DL, IL, whatever they call it now. And, you know, just work on it, get that spin back. Like I remember with my screwball, it was such a, a, a feel pitch. Like, no matter how hard I, how, how many times I threw in spring training, how many times I threw it before spring training to get myself ready. So I was always a slow starter. The first, like, five or six outings, it, it was always flat. I didn't have the great feel for it. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got it. Okay, let's rock and roll. We're going on a run. And I, I think that he's that same way with his, with his, um, slider or curveball right now. He, he needs to, Pitch without consequences. He he yeah. needs more time. That's what he needs right now to figure that out. And all it's going to take is one day. He's going to be like, oh, there it is, there it is. Throw it again, throw it again, throw it again. That's what he needs. He doesn't need to be you know, throwing a little. You try to. It's hard to get work as a reliever. You know, starting pitchers can be out there throwing their bullpens three days before their start, and then again a little bit more the next day because they don't have to pitch that night. But a reliever. You, you got to be ready to go every day, so you can't. You can. Everybody throws before the game, but you can't be throwing bullpens because I mean your arm will wear out. You'll you'll Same have dead bullets. arm in the first in the first month. 
So it's hard to work on stuff. It's really hard to work on stuff. So I think that that would be the best thing for them. I, I hope they do it. Um, but I don't know. I'm just. But he, he has to obviously sign off on that if he's you know. Oh not, sure, for sure. <laughs> not, yeah, I think not. I think he would take that rather than getting sent down because he's still going to get that big league money. Yeah. So I mean, majority of the time when that happens, they talk to him and say, "Hey, this is what's, this is what we're thinking." And be like, yeah. yeah, like because he doesn't he doesn't need to go and, and face batters right now. That's not what he needs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting perspective there. Um, love that. So, um, it, it, Garrett's one of those. It's one of those interesting ones where you have a player that I think me and you are pretty much were about the same on Garrett. We liked Garrett preseason, but we didn't think he was the Reds' best reliever. And then they have like two or three bad outings, and then you're like defending this guy, like he's not this bad. Come on, and, like it, it's it's just it's funny how how much people's perspective can change. I mean, that's the nature of, of being a, a sports fan, but it's just, it's funny how, how people's opinion of a player can change after, you know, four or five times pitching um, um, after, uh, you know, four or five year career. Um, it's, it, it's always, always interesting. Um, so moving right along. Um, it sounds like, like, um, Akiyama is close to returning. Um, Showtime. Um, I know I've seen a lot of, of people thinking um, maybe it's this weekend, maybe um, after the day off, kind of the reset of the bullpen, the Reds would go back to uh, uh, 13 pitchers instead of 14. Yeah, probably Romano's probably the odd man out at this point. Um, Nixon Zell has... I think he's up to two innings in the infield, maybe three, maybe I'm missing one. Um, Sinzel has been taking ground balls in the infield. David Bell pretty much said, this is just to allow me to go double switch happy late in the game. Um, didn't say there was no plans of, of starting Sinzel in the infield. Um, but with Akiyama back, um, uh, Jesse Winker and Cassianos certainly aren't going to get out of the lineup. Um, Tyler Naquin, um, still has a, uh, 144 weighted runs created plus. Um, I know he's, you know, tailed off a little bit, but he still has great numbers. Um, um, almost an 800 career OPS against right-handed pitching. So, um, not totally a fluke. How do you think Akiyama fits in and what do you think the Reds should do? I think the Reds should trade a couple of those outfielders for Mike Trout. Triple. <laughs> Maybe a two-for-one deal. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm I'm probably a bigger show, show go fan than most. I just – I love watching him. I, I was really excited with, with the end of his year last year. I'm excited to watch him play this year. Um, I just – I don't know where he's going to fit. I mean, I guess they're going to – Platoon now that Aquino's hurt, now that he'll just platoon with, with Nick out there and unless maybe David Bell's just hiding hiding um Nick Senzel playing in the infield like he was Gino playing shortstop. I, I hope I that's mean, the case. <laughs> I I d I, I don't know. Between Naquin and, and Shogo, it's just it's hard to see how Nick Senzel 
to this point, if your goal is winning every night, if your goal is winning every night and you're not solely making your decisions on the future, if your goal is really just trying to win and compete this year, I don't see how Nick Zell is a better option against right-handed pitching than either one of those guys. Yeah. Um, um, so I would think in Nick Zell's best interest, um, Excuse me. you know, just in, in his, you know, development hitting, um, you're not, you can't send him down to the minor leagues at this point. Nixon Zell's kind of like in that weird spot where he's been good enough to to belong here, especially with his defense. He should get a lot of credit for his defense in center field. He's been very, very good. He's been good enough to stay here, but maybe not good enough to bench um, other quality hitters. Um, So, yeah, I I think you you have to try to – I tweeted out uh, Nick Zobrist. Um, man, I would just love to see the Reds try to do that with Senzel. Um, if, if it'd be a different story if he was tearing the cover off the ball every night. Now, I know he had four hits today. It'd be a different story if he was tearing the cover off the ball. Um, um, and you say, yeah, wait, we got to give this guy a set position. But he hasn't to this point. And you know, as I said earlier in the year, he's the same age as Joey Votto was in 2010. So... I don't know. I, I think they need to move him around. I think they need to have either Naquin or Shogo's bat in the lineup against right-handed pitching. I think it just makes your lineup a lot longer. Um, and, and for the the where is he going to play? Kyle Farmer has started like ten games. I mean, there's going to be spots yeah. to play. Um, India doesn't have to play six or seven days a week. India can play four or five days a week, and you can you can get everyone enough at, at, at bats and keep everyone fresh and engaged until an injury happens because another injury is going to happen. Um, um, it's, it's, uh, um, you know, just a matter of time. Um, so yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. It'll be interesting to see if maybe the Reds, you know, try maybe give Shogo one more week. Uh, but it, it sounds like he's, he's close. And so that's a, a David Bell's going to have to uh, have to earn his money. Um, you have any other thoughts on that, Carlos? Um, no, not really. Um, maybe okay. These guys are all all healthy and still having hard time finding playing time. Which guys or guy do you try to trade for a reliever? Who's going to bring the the best value back? The the problem is 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 the only guys that are values are the guys you can't trade, right? You know, you can't trade Jesse Winker. Nick, Nick Castellanos, as good as he is, he doesn't have really any trade value because he's being paid. He's being compensated fairly mm-hmm. for his, his production. So he doesn't really have any trade value unless you're throwing in money. And, um, and I'm not, uh, please, I'm not suggesting trade Nick Castellanos. Please don't. I don't know what Nick Castellanos no, trade. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, so I mean, maybe Tyler Naquin could get you a a, a a reliever, not a great one. You know, he was a minor league signing. Um, Shogo Wakiyama, he's um, he's on a uh, he's on a um, um, a contract that to this point he hasn't fulfilled that value. Not saying he can't, yeah. but he hasn't. So I mean, the only guys you can really trade would be. The only the only expendable for twenty twenty one players that you could trade would be the guys with the longest future of the team and the highest uh, uh, promise, which is 
India and Sinzel. Um, so it's just, it's, it, it, Richard, Richard, uh, from, from Red League Nation, Richard Fitch tweeted out something I thought was really interesting and, 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 uh, uh, very just perfect for this team. The Reds are, um, how, how do you say it? He said the, uh, the Reds are less than the sum of their parts. <laughs> and they really are. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of good players, but the, the roster construction just doesn't, you know, fit. Like you have five, thir- five quality third basemen. You have like four quality corner outfielders. Um, but you, you don't have, you know, a true shortstop, you know, um, it, it, you have a, a pretty good rotation, but you don't have enough bullpen pieces to, it's just, it's kind of a, a weird team. And, you know, it, it's what David Bell's going to have to to figure out how all those pieces fit together. But mm-hmm. so do you, do you think they should look at, look at maybe, maybe trading, you know, in India? Uh, I don't, I mean, I, Oof. If I had to choose between how many years left does Sinzel have under that six-year I think, contract? I think he would have four after this year. I, I think he's got one more than than India. If I uh, really, if I be well, and, and that would be assuming no that it would depend on how if the Reds keep keep um, India up all year. If the Reds send India down for three weeks, they'll get an extra year. So, Sinzel's not a free agent until 2026. So, 2022, oh, wow. 2023, 2024, and 2025. So, that's a lot of Jeez. years. And, and you know, he... he uh, yeah, I don't know if, if even they would we, sign off on a good reliever for just this year. Because it's yeah, not like be, management you, is trying to win this year anyway. Yeah, you'd be selling, you'd be selling way low on Sinzel, too. I think you would have to be almost like a starter and a reliever or, you know, or something else. I would think almost, I would just go all in and get a shortstop and uh, uh, forget about the, the, you know, just let the bullpen figure itself out. <laughs> um, oh, go, go all, try to just win score every more night, runs. Win every night 10 to nine. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a team that, yeah, they have all these extra pieces. Yeah. Trade them for a reliever. But when you really kind of look through each and every player, they don't. They don't have like a. They don't have a um, a Jay Bruce that has two years left on his contract yeah. that isn't making a ton of money that you could trade and 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 you know get a like they just don't have that right now. So and it I mean, seems I think, like all those guys have like the same ceiling too. Like yeah, and I'm talking yeah. like Sinzel, Akiyama, um, who else, like Naquin in there like. I think they all have the same ceiling. It's not like, I don't think India, like, I don't think any, any of them can be multi-year all-stars. India would probably be the only one that I just don't think we have enough data on yet. Sure, um, sure. Um, still has promise, but I think at this point, if he was going to be an all-star, we would have seen it. Now, my God, Nick, please prove me wrong. I would be, I would love that, but... I think India is probably the only one because he only has 67 big league at bats. Um, we don't know enough from him. Um, a little, maybe a tiny bit of concern that he only has one home run so far. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more, you know, driving the ball. I mean, he only has four extra base hits. 
Um, um, so that's, you know, maybe my, you know, tiny concern, um, with him, but yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird roster where I guess you're just going to have to figure it out. And, you know, I, well, the worst, worst case, you know, worst case is you have a really, really good bench. And when, you know, you have, uh, um, you know, all these quality relievers coming out, you can mix and match, you know, um, you could, if you, you start, you know, you start Shogo, for example, or say you start Naquin, for example. He's the best example because he's the biggest platoon difference because he's terrible against left-handed pitching. So say you start Naquin, you could maybe pinch it Jonathan India if Sinzel started at second base, right? And Ooh. you could even bring in Shogo to replace, you know, the India or move around depending on, you know, what what you've done and how the inning fared and who was the last batter and all that. So I mean I guess the worst case is you have a, a really solid bench with with at least guys on your bench that are all like potential MLB starters. I mean I guess that's not the worst thing. You just you have to mix and match and um hopefully guys will accept, you know, hopefully, you know, India won't be would be too upset if, you know, hey, I, I played pretty well. You're gonna move me to four days a week. Um yeah, I, mean, I guess that's better than 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 going down to Louisville. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, if, I, I guess that if if Gino and Joey were hitting like they should be, we, I don't think this would be that much of a topic. We'd be like, eh, they'll figure it out. Yeah, we scored enough yeah. runs. We got Winker, Castellanos, Gino, Moose, Mustakas, and Joey. Like, we're good offensively. These other guys, they'll figure it out. They get playing time when they get playing time. But right now, we need we need those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a long season. We'll, we'll see, yeah. you know, we'll see Winker and Cassianos struggle at some point and we'll probably see, see Gino and Joey carrying the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully we'll be seeing Sinzel and India and Shogo carrying the team. Um, you know, that's what makes a playoff team is, is, is different guys carrying you at different points of the year because yeah. you don't have a team of Mike Trouts. You, you have guys that, that, uh, no, and no one does, you know. You you have guys that that are going to get hot and get cold, and uh, it is what it is. All right, um, I think let's let's size up the NL Central. So, um, I'm going to assume the Cubs are going to lose tonight because they are, I think, ten nothing now. Um, um, so they're going to fall to ten and fourteen and be in last place, a full game behind the Reds. The Reds are in fourth. Uh, the Cardinals are in a, a tight game, so we'll just pretend their game's not happening right now. So we have the Brewers of 14 and 10 in first place. Pirates and Cardinals are tied 12 and 11, a game and a half back. Reds 11 and 13, three games back. Uh, Cubs 10 and 14, four games back. Um, how do you see the NL Central, Carlos? What do you th- what do you think so far? Um. I think what we're seeing right now is what we're going to see all year. It's just going to go up and down and up and down, teams going in and out. I mean, it's like it, it reminds me of the um, like the little car race or the dot race, whatever they have at the, <laughs> at the ballparks, whether you pick the green, the yellow, the blue. Like, okay, they start off, here goes the red, here comes the green, here comes the blue. And like just, they just switch all year. And then at the very end, you know, September is going to be a big month. It's just staying healthy and getting getting everybody to September, and then gonna be a crapshoot. 
yeah, I mean, honestly, health might be the 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 biggest um, the biggest reason for one team, you know, surviving over the others. Um, yeah. and, and for I the see... Reds, I think it's going to be starting pitching health. Um, yeah, because you know the bullpens, unless they make crazy trades, is going to be what it is all year long. It's going to be, a, you know, a, a battle. Um, hitting depth. I mean, they've right now, even if a guy or two get hurt, there is depth. Like they'll, yeah. they're still going to hit. And it's, if it's they're just willing, keeping, if they're willing it, to move people around. Uh, right. There, right. Depth. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, you know, keeping Castillo and gray and, um, God, uh, Mally, you know, keeping those three guys going and, and, you know, Wade Miley, he's forget about Wade Miley. Wade Miley was good two years ago. Really, really, really good. He had a bad September, but he was really good. And I mean, I like what I see out of him. I don't know, a number four, number five starter. He's a, that's a playoff number four, number five starter on, you know, on a playoff team. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's going to be starting pitching depth because, I mean, who who do they have in Louisville waiting to come up to start? I think Vladimir Gutierrez just came off his suspension. Um, I think he's probably, you know, maybe not tomorrow if someone got hurt, but I think he's probably the guy, like, that could – I don't. I don't think they probably would bring him up for a spot start, but he would probably be if someone went down for a while. He'd probably be the guy they'd be looking at. Um, yeah. I think I, I. I think I've seen enough of of De Leon <laughs> to say keep keep him in the bullpen. I think he could be a quality reliever. Um, I just. I, I don't know if I necessarily want to see him get anything else other than a spot start at, at at this point. And no disrespect to him, I think he's got a lot of talent, but I just. I don't think he's starter material. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wish I knew more about what they have in the minor leagues. Where's Doug Gray when you need him? Yeah, I think <laughs> Gutierrez is really, you know, the option. And then, you know, you'd be, you know, going pretty pretty farther down the list. I think uh, Riley O'Brien is a guy that I think has turned a lot of heads. He's like a, a middle-of-the-pack team prospect, like around number 15 or something like that. Um, that's probably your two guys that, that have some talent, but yeah, I mean, it speaks to your point. Like those guys have to stay healthy for the Reds to, to, to be in good shape. Um, unless you just have a, a Gutierrez or someone come up and just, you know, take off, but that's not something you can, you can, um, expect. I guess I see this, I see the division. I just see, I see the pirates and, and then I see four flawed teams. Um, they all have some really good strengths. Um, um, but they all have massive flaws. Like the Brewers don't have a very good lineup. Um, they have the pitching, but they don't have a very good lineup. Their lineup is not deep. They have a lot of guys that are playing every day that that just are are um, are, are not not great hitters. Um, the Cardinals, they're kind of like the they have a little bit of good of everything, but not great at anything. Like they don't have a long lineup. They have two two three really good players with with Goldschmidt, Arenado, and probably Carlson. But after that, I mean, their lineup's not very deep. Um, they have a, a really good starter in Flaherty, but after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. They have a really talented bullpen, but none of them can throw strikes, you know? So it's <laughs> they're a flawed team. And then the Cubs, that's the, the, the team maybe I'm most interested in right now, kind of seeing how they go. They have Anthony Rizzo pitching right now. 
and oh Nate Rizzo God. is pitching to Freddie Freeman. And it's just funny. I happened to look up. That's that's wild. Um, but yeah, that's a good team to be playing this weekend. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I cannot believe the Cubs didn't do anything this offseason with nobody else doing anything. Like this is your last chance with this group, with this core, and they did nothing. Yeah, I guess kind of when you see what they did, it, it it doesn't excuse the Reds what they did, but it, it makes me not like want to just wave my finger in the air at them and be mad at them all the time. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, it's like if you have like I have two kids. It's like if you know one of your kids goes and 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 pushes the other one, and the other one socks him back in the face. Like I'm not gonna be mad at the one socking him back in the face. He got pushed first, you know. It's kind of how I feel like with with the Reds. Like they didn't trade away you, Darvish, you know. Uh, so yeah, they're they're the interesting team because I don't think there's any question if the Cubs are out of it, they are selling, and they are selling pretty hard. Um, Chris Bryant is not going to re-sign with the Cubs, right? We, we, you agree with that, right? Like, he's done. Yeah, I don't think so. so I was going to say something, but I don't want to piss off our Reds viewer, so carry on. <laughs> Possible trade. Um, <clears throat> oh, you, you think he'll ask for a trade? No, I'm saying maybe uh, they will probably wouldn't trade within the division, but yeah, I'm not even going to say it. I'll text you later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm excited for this nugget. Um, um, but yeah, they're the interesting team just because if, if, if the Cubs falter over the next, you know, two months, they, they'll be really bad at the end of the year because they're going to trade away all their talent. So, and the Reds play a ton of games against the Cubs in, um, um, August and September. Um, so that's kind of an interesting team to watch, you know. Burying them is is twofold, and then I see the Pirates, see them you know chugging along at twelve and eleven. I say, hey, get all these wins out of your system now before you play the Reds, because you only got so many in the tank. Mm-hmm. And the Pirates too, if they perform well here early in the year, they're going to have some guys that establish some a little bit of value. And you know the Pirates, anyone that that they don't see contributing in like twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, they're gone at the deadline if they can get anything back from them. Um, so the Pirates being good early makes the Pirates worse later, and the Reds play like six of their last ten games are against the Pirates this, at the end of the year. So, um, you know, you can't count any of those games, but but you know, you know, we see we saw the Reds some of those those rebuilding years like 2017, 2018 when they were playing out the string. It didn't feel like they weren't trying, but they were just so bad at the end of the year. They had been beat down all year, and then they. You know, they start resting guys like, like Votto, you know, just, just, you know, because there's no point in playing them if they're a little hurt, you know? So that's, that's kind of an interesting thing to watch and, and we'll see. I don't know. You might look up though and, and see two teams from the NL Central sneak into the playoffs because the NL East is the same thing. They, they don't have, they have the, the Mets are nine and nine. Everyone else is below 500 and it's early, but. You know, and the Dodgers are going to win so many games in the West. Are they going to knock the other teams back? Um, so I don't know. There, you know, I think we we all thought the only path for the Reds was to win the division, but I don't think a play a wild card spot is that bad, especially if the Pirates and Cubs are really bad in the second half, and there's you know some some chances to run up the win total, and if the NL East keeps beating each other up, 
and the Dodgers just, you know, roll through the West and, and, you know, win 13 out of 18 against everyone, um, you know, their win totals aren't going to look that good. So I, I don't think it's, it's a, a foregone conclusion that the Reds still couldn't sneak in as a wild card. Did they, did they go back to just the two wild card teams now? Yeah. Yeah. Just back okay. to two. Um, you don't want to be a wild card because you're going to play the Dodgers if you, if you get past the game. Past Easy them. money. <laughs> Easy but money. I, you already saw but that. But yeah, I mean the Reds own the Dodgers. <laughs> I guess that's that's fair. I mean, I guess I guess you probably would want the Dodgers in a five game series, right? Um, I mean, the, you know, the Reds would match. I mean, you know, you go Gray Castillo, Mali, um, in a five game series. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the wild card is the route, but I don't want to uh, play the Padres in the wild card game. I know you don't want the Reds to play the Padres no. in the wild card game. Uh, oh. Man, that would be I, that'd be I, torture. I, I felt so robbed we didn't the Reds didn't get to face Bauer. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt robbed too. That would have been just such a fun matchup, you know. And you you know Bauer would have just enjoyed every second of it, which would have made it really cool, you know, like like uh he would love it. He'd be thinking this is awesome, you know. So It would have been yeah. such a back and forth of yelling and Pimping singles and like everything. <laughs> Pimping walks. <laughs> yeah, taking big old turns on singles and oh my gosh, that would have been great. But um what they just play in one more series this year? One more series in Cincinnati. Um I have I have no idea when it is. It's a while, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully it lines up. <coughs> um, um because that would just be just such a such a fun game. Yeah. Um for some reason, I don't know how we didn't talk about this already, but but we do need to talk about it. How about Joey Votto on uh, on Tuesday night against a left-handed pitcher? Reds down uh, a run in the the seventh inning, two outs. He he rips a double down the line, puts the Reds in front. Um, I tweeted out earlier today. It was like a plus forty-one percent change in the win probability. One of the largest ones I've seen in a long time, especially one for like that early in the game, early in the game in the seventh inning. Um, how about that big hit from Joey? What did you think about that? I was so glad he threw a low pitch because right <laughs> now Joey's struggling with those ones up in the zone, and you know he was getting them on on that count with you know with pitches up and you know. I don't think that's where he wanted to put it, and Joey made him pay for it. And I mean, I jumped out of the out of the couch a little bit and tried not to yell too loud with the kids asleep. But you know, I was Same. pumped about it. I, you know, sent him a rare text. I usually don't ever text him about the game or anything like that, but it was I had to on that one. It was such a great win, and you know, for him to be grinding the way he did and to his last strike on that, his last AB, I think it was his last AB. But uh, it was it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, and a big win, big win. You know, just to to for sure take that series, and that was the Tuesday night game was one of those games where where it, it felt so big because they they um they came back three times I think in the game. You know, oh yeah, they they, they fought back, tied it, and then. The, the Reds gave it up, tied it again. Reds gave it up, and then just to come back for a third time, yeah, it was, it was just such a such a huge win. Um, um, scoring five runs off Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller gone thirteen straight starts, including the playoffs, without allowing 
three runs. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a, a big time performance. Um, um, you know, and, and we'll see. So, um, Carlos, uh, before we get out of here for the night, what are you, what are you looking forward to? What are you watching the rest of the year with the um, Reds? I mean, other than the obvious with Joey, um, I'm watching, I'm excited to watch Winker, um, cause he's, he's doing something real, real special right now. And, and I don't think it's just, it's some, some fluke because he's been doing it for a while. Um, you know, and, you know, everything that I've heard that he's, you know, that boy can hit. So that's exciting. Um, I love watching Winker run. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed my tweet. That might be my single favorite thing of the Reds is watching him run. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have but, I have no idea what Winker's ceiling is. I really don't. You know, you don't, normally I can kind of look at a player and go, yeah, I'd probably see a ceiling for him. I don't know what his ceiling is. Um, and that's exciting. It's exciting, I think, when you have a player where, you, you know, you just you don't know how good they can be. Um, so, so yeah, I'm definitely yeah. watching Winker. That, that's um, fun. Um, you know, Tyler Malley, watching him pitch, I enjoy. I really enjoy watching him pitch. Um, seeing the strides that he's taken over the years, that's fun. Um, Lucas Sims, and then you know if if the Reds are in it at you know post All Star break, are they gonna are they gonna go for it? Or are they just gonna to stay with what they have. That, I mean, that's going to be interesting because I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be in it at that time. I don't think they will be more than, you know, five, six games out of it. I consider that in it um, yeah. at the trade deadline. And are they going to go for it? I mean, it, it seems like kind of silly for them to go for it. If they didn't go for it at all this off season to all of a sudden, okay, well, we're here now. Let's go for it. That's, I mean, I don't know. I'm just so confused on what's going on with the with the ownership and and with the with the brass. Like I don't I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I I have no no sense on the pulse there of 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 what they'll do. I you know I hope I hope you know some of the the, the attendance. I think they're up to forty percent now. Um, they've been getting pretty good attendance. They've been getting close yeah. to capacity, which is more I, than I thought they would. Um, um, I think so I, I saw that they, Atlanta's going to a. A hundred percent capacity next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Whoa. I don't think the I don't think the Reds will be doing that anytime soon. But and honestly, oh. it's not really. It's not gonna. The Reds. I don't think they want to go to that anytime soon. Is then they're gonna look bad <laughs> outside is, is, of maybe a, a weekend series against the Cubs. You know, they're gonna. They're gonna. Oh yeah, we actually didn't draw any fans. <laughs> yeah. Is that up to the? Um... The mayor, or is that up to Castellini? Or like, who's that up to? I think it's kind of a combination effort. Um, um, I, I, I believe that I believe they could be more than forty percent right now. Um, I, I think that's just kind of like the. I think if the Reds pushed, I think they could probably get it up to maybe sixty or seventy. This is just me guessing here, so don't you know. Don't don't come at me if you're a bigger government expert than I am, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm the one um, question. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I'm thinking for the the three people that are listening to this. Oh. Um, 
Um, but I think they could do a little more. I think it's kind of a, a, a joint, you know, compromise and maybe kind of slowly, yeah. which seems, you know, without getting political, seems like probably yeah. the smart approach to kind of gradually go up and not just, you know, go to a hundred right off the bat. But yeah, so they were going like to 50% this weekend and the next week, a hundred, I'm like, just go to a hundred. You're going to be there in yeah. a couple of days anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, hopefully none of these other owners are watching. Be watching those games because they see those those pack stands and they're just going to see money signs, dollar signs. Yeah, yeah. And the floodgates so, yeah, are going to open. Ohio is a little different too, just because you know neither team packs out their stadium, you know, other <laughs> than weekend series here and there. So it's not as big of a deal, especially in April. You know, maybe they'll maybe they'll make a bigger push for it as the summer goes on. I guess my my point more to that was just does does the the because when when they were making these decisions, they weren't sure if they were going to have fans at all, right? I mean, like when they were making the decision to to salary dump Iglesias, like the Reds had no idea if they were going to be able to have fans or not. Um, that wasn't a, a, a foregone conclusion. So I I'd, I'd hope maybe that this has changed something a little bit to where the Reds say, all right, yeah, we can, you know, just as an example, we, we could add $10 million for the rest of Trevor Story's season now. We wouldn't do that earlier in the year or whoever, throw whoever in there for $10 million, you know. Don't um, tease me, Nick. Um, Don't tease me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I guess, you know, one of the things that I'm looking forward to, I love a good – a good redemption story. I would love to see if the Reds bullpen can turn out to be a decent bullpen. I'd love to see just like these Heath Hembrys and uh, Ryan Hendricks and Sean Doolittle. I'd love to see them. A couple of these guys step up and the Reds turn out to have a, a nice little sneaky, good bullpen. I think that would be, uh, be a lot of fun, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Winker. Um, um, seeing really just how how high his ceiling can go so that's one we hadn't talked about is Doolittle. like i loved him pitching in the ninth inning i mean he pitched in the world series in the ninth inning two years ago yeah he's he certainly his not, velocity's there like he's just he's certainly you know, not got to figure it out a little bit he's really not scared of the moment he's walked a lot of guys i don't think that's him though he's never been a guy who's no. had a lot of a lot of command so yeah, I, I think he can be a quality reliever, and you know, for what the Reds are paying for him, and and what the Reds need out of him, if you have a healthy Antonin Sims, he can just be a, a league average reliever. That would be huge for the Reds. Um, yeah. Um, um, you know, the thing people got to remember, you know, a league average reliever is going to get the job done. You know, three out of four times. Am I doing my math right? On like a you know, a four-year A, that's getting the job done probably yeah. three out of four times, you know, and that's pretty much what you you really probably need for this team. Um, I, I mean, just, I, I love the way that he came in to close that, the way it worked out. You know, you had had Sims and Antone throw earlier, and then and then he comes in to throw the ninth because he's got that experience, and I think it makes him better that he's like, all right, I'm closing the game because throwing the ninth inning, no matter what anybody says – is a is a big deal. Getting those last three outs is a very big deal. It's very hard. No matter if you have a one run lead, it's a tie game, or a three run lead. It, it's it's really hard, you know, because everybody's counting. Everybody wants to go home. Everybody wants to be happy with a win. You give up a hit, you're like, oh crap! Winning the winning run is, you know, is on the on deck circle. I can't give up another hit. There's another hit, and then so, you know, he's got that, and I'd love 
Sims throwing the seventh inning facing, you know, two, three, four, or in the eighth inning facing two, three, four, and then you bring in Doolittle to face five, six, seven, or six, seven, eight. Like, I think that's perfect. Yeah, I kind of get you. Kind of get the best of 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 both worlds there, where you using your best relievers in the 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 most valuable spots, while still mm-hmm. saving a guy that you know isn't going to crap the bed in the ninth. That's not going to be scared of the moment or shy away. Kind of reminds me of um uh, of the you know living up here in Cleveland, the the Indians team that made that run to the World Series. They had Cody Allen as their closer, but Andrew Miller was clearly the best oh, reliever. Yeah. And, and they would just, you know, they would put him in wherever the big spot was, um, the first available. But then they, they knew, hey, we get to the, the, the ninth or even the eighth in certain points. We still have a good, a good reliever on the back end, um, to, to, that, that we feel comfortable getting those, those last couple outs. So yeah, I think, yeah, that's a really great point on Doolittle, you know, that maybe we do, you know, as, as guys who are very invested in, statistics maybe we do undervalue that guy that 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 feels comfortable in that role and um and Doolittle also don't forget the 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 Indians game the one on the uh the Bill Buckner um um play on the 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 ball through his legs Doolittle came in in the 10th and didn't allow that runner on second to score which is like a whole whole nother oh I gotta ask you I gotta ask you about that how would you I'm sorry I know we're running over I hope you're Hope you're, uh, okay, I gotta ask you, how would you feel about the the tenth inning role if you came in as uh, as the reliever? Uh, I mean, me being the type of pitcher that I was, I, I mean, I knew it that doesn't I would affect have to your strike. It doesn't affect it doesn't affect your ERA. That doesn't oh, that it doesn't count against you. No, yeah, that doesn't matter at the big league level. Like, whatever if. In the minor leagues, you know, you might be annoyed with it or you might not even pay attention to it probably in the minor leagues because you're like, ah, whatever, that's not my run. I need to get these next three guys out because at the end of the year, they're going to hold it against me, blah, blah, blah. But at the big league level, I mean, you got to leave that guy there or at third base. And it's, I mean, it's almost really not even like pitching any different because everybody's going for a strikeout now anyway. So, yeah, it's not most teams aren't bunting unless you're the the home team and the away team didn't score. You know, that's and, probably the only Yeah. If that happens, you know, you get the first guy out, I almost put on put that second guy on to go for a double play. I I don't know, that's tough. I've never really thought how my approach would be because I mean everybody I ever faced, I just tried to strike out all the time. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I had to, so that, that's tough, man. It, it really is to to come in in that situation. But you know, those relievers—that's what—that's what they've been doing their whole career. You know, most of the time, most of those guys are coming in with the runners on, in scoring position, and you know, late in the game, so they're all comfortable with it. I think it's silly, but whatever. Yeah. Well, Carlos, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and, and uh, joining me tonight in Tim's absence. Tim should be back next week with us. Carlos would definitely want, want to have you on again um, as this this crazy 2021 roller coaster of a Cincinnati Red season come continues. Um, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us. We'll look forward to, um, to being back on next week. If you're listening on the podcast, 
Um, be sure to, to try next Wednesday, 9 o'clock, to join us in the locker room app so we can uh, take your questions live and you can interact with us and all that. So, so thanks again, Carlos. Uh, you have a great week. Go Reds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.